At this time, I'd like to call this meeting to order. Good evening, everyone. Today is Thursday, June 8, 2023, and this is a meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather, currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tongva and Gabrielino Kich peoples. Um, I'd like, uh, please, well, I would like to ask the council member, uh, Chelsea Byers, if you would lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. It would be an honor. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. All right. Uh, commissioners, we, uh, the first item will be the oath of office, and uh, we we will administer the oath of office for uh, two uh, um, commissioners, Josh Corpus and uh, Kellen Martz. And we have, uh, we're honored to have uh, council member Chelsea Byers here to administer the oath of office. Shows I see it on my box now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, 
Thank you. I unfortunately don't have it memorized yet. <laughs> so you will raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I, Josh Kerpies. Do you solemnly swear? Do you solemnly swear? That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. Of, of the City of West Hollywood. Of the City of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. The Constitution of the State of California. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. To the Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. California. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And that I will well, well and faithfully. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Upon which I'm about to enter. Upon which I'm about to enter. Congratulations, Commissioner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Next is Kellen Mars. That makes it easy. Hello. How are you? Good. 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 Okay. You'll raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I state your name. I, Kellen Mertz. Do you solemnly swear? Do solemnly swear. That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. Of the City of West Hollywood. The city of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. The Constitution of the State of California. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. To the Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. The Constitution of the State of California. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And I will well and faithfully. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Upon which I'm about to enter. Upon which I'm about to enter. Congratulations, Commissioner. I Thank you. It. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, Commissioner Martz. Uh, next is um, with the out of office of two uh, reappointed commissioners, uh, Zakir Wright first. Repeat after me. I state your name. I, Zakia Wright. Do you solemnly swear? Do you solemnly swear? That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. The city of West Hollywood. Of the city of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. The Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Reservation, or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And that I will well and faithfully. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duty. Upon which I'm about to enter. Upon which I'm about to enter. Congratulations, right, thank Zakia. You. Thank you so thank much, you. Commissioner. All right. And now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. And you'll raise your right hand and repeat after me. 
I state your name. I Agassi Topchin. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That while serving in the office. That while serving in the office. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. As a member of the Rent Stabilization Commission. Of the City of West Hollywood. Of the City of West Hollywood. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of California. And the Constitution of the State of California. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. That I will bear true faith and allegiance. To the Constitution of the United States. To the Constitution of the United States. Constitution of the state of California. The Constitution of the state of California. That I take this obligation freely. That I will take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. For purpose of evasion. For purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And I will well and faithfully. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Upon which I'm about to enter. Upon which I'm about to enter. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Right, thank you, Council Member. Thank you very much uh, for administrating the oath of office. And uh, congratulations to everybody, and um, happy to continue serving with you all and with our staff. Thank you. All right, so we're going to go back to uh, our business. And now we are ready for a roll call, Ms. Secretary. <laughs> yes. Commissioner Kirpies. Present. Commissioner Martz. Here. Commissioner Wright. Present. Chair Topshin. Here. So we have a roll call. I mean, we have a quorum. Uh, four commissioners are here. We have a quorum. And the next item is the approval of agenda. Has everyone had, has anyone had a chance to review the items before us tonight? Motion to approve. Second. Okay. We have a motion to approve the agenda. And the second, um, Ms. Secretary, we have a roll call. Uh, may we have a roll call, please? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies. Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Uh, motion carries. Thank you. Uh, the next item is uh, approval of minutes. We have the minutes for the meeting on April 13, 2023. Why, well, was a long time ago. <laughs> Has everyone had a chance to review the minutes? Motion Thank to approve you. the minutes. All right. We have a motion to approve the minutes. Second. And second, uh, Ms. Secretary, may we have a roll call vote? Yes, Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Abstain, I was absent. Commissioner Wright? Aye. And Chair Topshin? Aye, but would this be enough? Uh, okay. okay, all right, so then motion carries. Thank you. Public comments. Um, is, uh, do we have any speakers from the public? All right, we have uh, Council Member uh, Chelsea Byers. I just wanted to come and say congratulations to you all again. Um, I feel really honored that I got to swear in the entire commission tonight. <laughs> um, so as part of that, I'm going to insist I take a quick selfie, if that's OK. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Thank um, but you. I truly just want to say it's uh, a real honor to be standing before you. You all have tremendous experience and uh, leadership in this city. It's, it's no surprise that you're all back here again for more. And I just want to really commend you all and thank you for your commitment. This body meets more than any other body on a regular basis, so long as there are hearings. And I just um, thank you for the intricacy and uh, the importance of your work. The tenants of this community um, are who I personally ran to represent in the biggest way possible as one myself. Um, and I just thank you uh, so meaningfully for your work. So um, you're the only body I actually stood to stay around for public comment to thank after I swore you in. Um, but it really meant a lot to do that tonight for the four of you. So thanks so much, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember, for being here tonight. Thank you. Uh, other speakers? 
No other public comments. No, we don't have any public comments at this time. All right, so then um, we're going to move on to uh, the manager support, uh, rent civilization manager, Mr. Jonathan Holub is here. Thank you, Chair. Good evening, Chair, Commissioners. Jonathan Holub, rent stabilization manager. Uh, it's good to see you after so many weeks, and congratulations on your really reappointments, but appointments for, from different sources, and I'm so happy that you'll all be serving and that the staff can work with you for another term. So, um, tonight we have two appeals. Um, the uh, appeal calendar will be changing a little bit. There won't be an appeal next meeting, but we do have agenda items that, that the commission has to address, specifically the announcement of the annual general adjustment and other adjustments that need to be made on an annual basis. Um, then after that, we'll resume. Um, there will be two appeals at the subsequent meeting, and um, the schedule beyond that might change a little bit. But it will be a packed summer, I assure you. Uh, during the hiatus, the City Council adopted the amendments to the RSO that you considered earlier this year, including an expansion of the on-site manager requirements, prohibition against dog breed restrictions, and requirements for acceptance of reusable tenant screening reports by landlords. Um, in addition, the division is in the process of completing the registration of non-rent stabilized rental units and hopes to have most properties as, that are subject to the new requirement uh, in compliance by the end of June. Uh, we've talked in the past about the eviction rates um, that we get from Betsetic, so just to give you an update on that. There has been an uptick, um, uh, and since the uh, county's tenant protections expired at the end of March, um, it wasn't um, quite as uh, much as you know could have happened. So at the moment, it's. It's uh, up, but not even doubled on a monthly basis, um, which is encouraging. I don't think we'll have a full sense of what the impact is until a few months out when we see what it really looks like after several months. Um, also, not surprisingly, uh, the number of Ellis filings is um, uh, well above average because there was a moratorium, so um, the backlog has um, caught up, but it's not really more than we would have expected. Um, it sort of is what we would have anticipated during the three years of the pandemic that it, they weren't going forward. So, you know, it's it's never an easy situation, but um, you know, nonetheless, that's where we are. So, I want to remind tenants who are experiencing hardship, though, that there is uh, potential assistance available. Um, in addition, tenants who are under threat of eviction may utilize the no-cost legal services through Betsetic. Um, for information about these programs, contact the division at 323-848-6450 or rsd at weho.org. Um, folks can also schedule for an online or in-person appointment, and they can do that by just visiting weho.org, going to the search um, icon, and then there's a button for um, scheduling an appointment. And that's a good way to make a make a um, make sure that you're you're uh, promptly served. So I encourage people to do that. Thank you. Any questions? Uh, let's see if the commissioners, do we have questions? Yeah, go ahead, please. Um, uh, Commissioner uh, Wright and then Commissioner Kirkus. 
Um, would staff be, um, you know, amenable to like adding an attachment to the end of our agendas that has like a summary of like the Ellis uh, filings, uh, sort of the numbers that we have. Um, and I know it probably won't be real time since it seems like we probably get them maybe quite a few weeks or months afterwards, but just so we sort of know um, and maybe can sort of track like what the trend is and just keep an eye on that. I can do that. Thank you. Okay. And then I had a question about, um, do you happen to know approximately how many um, Ellis uh, or tenants are being Ellis right now? I know that there's probably quite a, few, a handful of buildings, but do we know how many like units are in each? So when I last checked in with staff on the issue, I, I was told about 50 tenancies are being displaced as a result of Ellis. So like within the next, is it 90 days or six months or? What? Well, it, it's 120 days normally. Uh, many are extended through a full year oh. because if you're disabled or senior, you can take a full year. And oftentimes, since the landlord isn't really removing the property from the market, they'll allow the other tenants to stay as well. They don't have to, but they can, and that's often what happens. Because it just seems like, um, you know, with that, even though the numbers, as you said, it's not anything unusual because of the number of years that we've they've been in our moratorium, um, it's a lot of tenants that are, have to find new places now. Um, so... Thanks. Uh, Commissioner? All right. Um, Mr. Holub, the, um, I remember a couple of months ago, we, we, you mentioned that the council, the, uh, the unit swap, uh, swap um, issue would go before the council. I mean, not the issue, but the uh, ordinance. Um, can, can you update on that? Is there anything? There's no, there's no pending item before council. What's, there's, a, there's legislation in um, Sacramento right now, AB 1620, and the city is a sponsor of that bill that addresses that issue um, through a proposed amendment through Costa Hawkins. Uh, okay. So it did pass assembly, and it's in Senate rules right now. So um, they're deciding which committee it will go in front of in, uh, in the Senate. All right, I guess the, in the future, if there is any development, you will bring this up. For sure. Thank you. All right, I guess we don't have any uh, further questions. Uh, at this point, at this time, I'm, I'm going to ask the commissioners if you have any comments. Um, anything you would like to share? Nothing. All right, so that brings us to the appeal um, section of the uh, agenda. And we have, uh, we have two appeals before us this evening, and um, it appears that both appeals have to do with the determination of the maximum allowable rent and overcharges in rent. And both appeals pertain to the same property address, 1236 North Flores Street, although different units. And uh, bo both appeals have been filed by the landlord. So the first case, um, the first appeal we're going to hear uh, is the appeal of application D-4714 that pertains to uh, unit number 202 of the subject property. The first I'd like to uh, confirm is, Ms. Secretary, do we have uh, the representative of, uh, for the tenant and the landlord uh, tonight present? 
The landlord is present and the tenant for D-4714 is present and the tenant for D-4716 has not joined. Um, they did request the Zoom link, but they did mention that they were gonna be working. Um, they were provided with an email, with my email address and they would be reaching out if they were not able to attend. So I'm monitoring that and they were aware that they were the second appeal on the agenda. All right, okay, thank you. And uh, any speakers other than the appellant or respondent? No other speakers. No other speakers, all right. So before we begin, I'd like to take a moment and uh, explain the appeal process uh, for the appeal. First, the commission will hear a staff report <clears throat> presented by the legal counsel, and then the oral argument will be next. And uh, the appellant, who in this case is the landlord, will speak first. Uh, you will have five minutes to present your case. You have the option of dividing your five minutes into two segments. You may use part of your five minutes uh, to state your case and part of the five minutes for rebuttal. As for the respondent, the tenant will speak second and you will have only five minute segment to present your case on the appeal subject. You will not be able to divide your time. Uh, when it is time for you to speak, please um, come to the uh, podium and state your name and city of residence for the city of residence for the record, and the appellant will state how you would like to divide your time, uh, if at all, and uh, proceed with your comments. All right. Um, as a reminder, since your time is limited, it is important for you to keep the following things in mind. Uh, make sure that your comments are on topic. The only information you want to share is the information about your appeal topic. Um, and the new evidence cannot be considered by the commission. You may only discuss issues that were raised at the hearing or evidence that was submitted to the hearing examiner. And you may be interrupted if you go off topic. Uh, with that said, I will ask the legal counsel to uh, present the report. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair, and good evening, Chair uh, and Commissioners. Um, my name is John Natalizio. I am the legal counsel to the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. Um, this appeal was filed by the landlord in response to the hearing examiner's decision uh, determining the maximum allowable rent and overcharges. Um, this appeal specifically focuses on the hearing examiner's decision uh, determining that a fee charge for master metered um, water and gas was unlawful. Uh, in addition to tenant's rent, tenant paid a separate $30 utility fee for master metered water and gas. Tenant received a notice in July of 2022 that the utility fee would be increased from $50 a month to $100 a month. Uh, and relevant to this appeal, the hearing examiner determined the following issues, that the landlord had raised the rent higher than the permitted AGAs authorized, that the landlord had charged a separate unlawful utility fee for gas and water, and that the landlord had retained excess rent in the amount of $6,924.55. The landlord submitted an appeal um, which claims that the decision is not reasonably supported by the findings made or evidence in the record. Um, staff finds that the decision is supported by substantial evidence. 
um, regarding the uh, maximum allowable rent or the MAR, the hearing examiner correctly determined the base rent, the hearing examiner correctly identified an auth the authorized AGAs and correctly calculated the MAR for the unit. Regarding the overpayment of rent, the hearing examiner correctly addressed and applied the applicable MAR to the amounts actually charged to the tenant. And regarding the water and gas utility fee, the hearing examiner correctly concluded that the RSO prohibits landlords from imposing a separate fee for any utility service which is billed directly to the landlord uh, by the utility provider, which includes master metered utilities. Additionally, the city has always interpreted the definition of a housing service to include uh, master metered utilities. Therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-626 you as the commission have the power to modify, reverse, um, affirm, or remand the appeal decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, uh, which requires the commission to make sure there is substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision, is credible and of solid value. If that evidence is found, the decision must be upheld, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. The commission does not substitute its judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. As it relates to questions of law, the commission applies an independent uh, standard of review to the hearing examiner's conclusions of law. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, Mr. Natalizio, commissioners, are there any questions uh, for the uh, legal counsel? All right. Um, Okay, so then uh, I'll open the oral argument portion of the appeal and would like to invite the landlord to the podium. Uh, good evening, sir. Uh, you will have five minutes uh, to um, um, present your case. Before you proceed, please indicate if you'd like to divide the time. No. You'd like to take the five-minute segment. All right. So. Please uh, begin by stating your name and the city of residence for the record. My and name you may... is Derek Boise and reside in the city of West Hollywood. Yeah, you can, you can begin your comments. Okay. I'm not here to argue anything. I'm just here to deliver a statement on behalf of the landlord, um, it, it, which is as follows. <coughs> I'm here to represent the landlord who disputes the city's ruling and to convey that is, if the city continues with its position in favor of the tenants, then the landlord will have no other choice but to file a lawsuit against the city for tortious interference or intentional interference with contractual relations. Please note that a defendant is liable to pay damages in tort for actions intended to interfere with the plaintiff's contractual relations with a third party. Noting thus far, we have the following to support the landlord's claim. One, a valid contract exists. Two, the city and rent stabilization has been informed the contract exists. Three, the defendant acted intentionally and improperly. Four, the plaintiff was injured by the defendant's actions. The common law is what we all need to be considering at this time, which perhaps supersedes the city of West Hollywood's legislation. Noting, I would say, on behalf of most, if not all, West Hollywood landlords, that the city's lawmaking is often unfairly in favor of tenants and against landlords making the city an undesirable location for multi-tenant property owners. Let it also be conveyed that not only is the landlord going to sue the city, the landlord will also hold the tenants responsible for breach of contract if the landlord's appeal is denied. Thank you all for your time. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, commissioners, are there any questions? To the landlord? All right, thank you. 
Okay, with that, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna invite the respondent, the tenant. Um, please come, um, sir. Please come to the microphone, and uh, also you will have five minutes uh, to to address the commission, and you may um, you may begin once you state your name and the city of residence for the record. Yeah, my name is Mark Andrew Tapia, and I'm a city a resident of the city of West Hollywood. And I realized that the landlord is threatening all sorts of things right now. And that's the way the, the uh, appeal has been structured. I already submitted something to the city previously, and staff basically supported all of my contentions. Um, in particular, they didn't specify any grounds uh, on which they were appealing. Uh, they provided very little detail about the whole thing. They said it was a contract, and then it wasn't a contract. They said it was a utility fee, and then it wasn't a utility fee. It was really bizarre. Um, the end result is that the uh, staff agreed with my contention and said that it was not a valid fee to uh, levy on the property and on my tenant. And I must add that there was a mistake, and they corrected that during the meeting, and it was that I had a fee of $30 per month, which was then raised to 100 There are, however, tenants in a building that pay no fee whatsoever. I don't know what else to add. I just find it distressing that they're threatening to sue me for breach of contract. All right, sir. That concludes Sorry. your comments? Yes. All right, thank you. And let me uh, just hold on a second, sir. Um, we have a commissioner uh, has a question for you. Commissioner Kirpis? Yeah, thank you for testifying this evening. Uh, so you paid $30. At the beginning of your tenancy, you paid $30. Um, that was the agreement. Uh, there was a lot of talk about $50, but you, you never that paid... Was a general, that was sent out a general notice to all the tenants, but... Okay, but you paid 30, 30 and then 100 Okay, That's correct. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, there are no, no more questions? Oh, Commissioner Wright has a question. Okay. Um, so in your original application, you had, there were about nine or ten issues, and then it got whittled down to those two, and, and we don't have a lot of notes of what happened during the hearing, so I'm just curious if, like, why or, or how the, the issues were sort of decreased down to two. Oh, well, I just decided it was more reasonable just to talk about that particular fee, because that was the most egregious thing. Perfect. Okay, thank you. Okay. Okay, thank you, sir. You may Is that have it? it. That's it. Yeah, okay. you may have it. Thank you. All right. Um, Okay, so that concludes the um, oral argument uh, for, this, for this appeal case. And um, uh, commissioners, if you have any questions uh, uh, for the legal counsel, this is the time. Otherwise, we may begin our deliberation if we would like to begin. Uh, Commissioner Kirpis? Question for legal counsel. Uh, my understanding that, that um, and I'm not arguing um, advocating for one side or the other in this case, but I just want to get some history behind the, the, the ordinance that doesn't allow for uh, utilities on a, mass, or, um, on a master uh, meter uh, setup. It, it's my understanding that you know, the reason why the city would want to prevent that is so that um, uh, a landlord couldn't sidestep, well, first of all, no tenant knows exactly how much they're using of the of the 100%. So um, it could be, if every tenant was issued a different dollar amount, it could feel unfair, uh, create problems that way. But also, uh, it's a way for the 
the landlord, or it could be a way for the landlord to circumvent the rent increases annually uh, and say, oh, well, the water went up, everyone has to pay $5 more, or your tenants, your, your unit's using more water, so I'm gonna charge you more. Um, that's what I understood the basis for why we have that ordinance in place. Um, I think that the way it was interpreted in this case, um, it, I don't know if I fully agree with the way it was interpreted in this case in that uh, this was an agreed upon specific dollar amount in the very beginning. I'm only talking about the very beginning of the tenancy. I'm not talking about any increases afterwards, but um, the $30 at the beginning of the tenancy, uh, it seems a little just semantics, um, whether it was rent, part of the rent, initial rent or not. Um, I know that the, I mean, the, the landlord didn't set it up very well in terms of, he basically almost took this law and, and said, okay, how can, I, how can I not comply with this law? I'm gonna separate it and say, it is for utilities, it is for this, it's not part of rent. Um, and that argument carried through to the end. But had it just been a site, like I'm just thinking about other landlords out there that um, do this, that have always just charged $30, for example, and are still doing that today, never raised it, or if they did raise it, they raised it with the rental uh, AGA annually. I guess, I don't know really what my question is. It's, um, am I completely off base, I guess, uh, in understanding that, that was the purpose and, and the reasons behind the law? And even if that was my understanding, is this law so clear that um, it doesn't leave any room for interpretation like that? Thank you. No, I think your understanding of the history of the ordinance is correct. I think one of the other things, though, that was a factor in its adoption is to prevent um, wild swings like we're seeing in this case like this is a, a very good example of why this was codified um the city's interpretation let me just back up what that that ordinance did was codify the city's already interpretation of a housing service and the reason why master metered utilities was considered a housing service was because it was something that was provided by the landlord unlike a sub-metered um, utility where the tenant is paying directly to the utility, the cost um, associated with their direct use of a utility, um, and it wasn't something that was um, paid for by the, the landlord, and the landlord wasn't responsible for paying it. Um, and so I think the big part that's missing is the fact that it was intended to also help prevent these swings by a landlord from saying, well, you know what, now we're gonna charge this higher amount. Um, and I think, and I, I understand what you're saying, I mean, I disagree with it, because I think the exact reason why the, you know, the interpretation of a housing service, as well as the codification of it, um, is to prevent this exact scenario. And while these, you know, the situation you provide of like, well, isn't it just semantics? And I don't think it's semantics, because right now we're seeing it play out, and it isn't just a part of the rent, and they did raise it separately from the rent. Um, and so it isn't just semantics. Um, I think that if it was a part of the rent, there's no reason to specify it. It should just have, they should have just had a rent amount that was $30 higher or $50 or whatever it is. 
and now what we're seeing is that there were AGA increases and then there were also separate utility increases. Um, so I, your understanding of it is correct in terms of the history of the ordinance, but I would disagree with the, your assessment of just semantics. Thank you. Uh, commissioners? All right, I don't see other questions. Uh, well, let's, let's then begin our deliberations. So who wants to begin? Commissioner Mars, maybe? I think this is one of the more clear-cut cases that we've seen of a Mar case, and I think the staff has correctly analyzed um, this matter. I think legal counsel explained the separation of the utility fee from the rent very clearly and why that's not allowed under our municipal code. Um, and I apologize if this was already stated, but one of the other reasons that I see in my legal practice of why we do this is that if they're all lumped together and we don't have them separately metered, you can be paying for you know the person who lives next door that uses way more. Just another reason, I think a lot of what our laws were designed for is about fairness and accuracy and allowing people to kind of know ahead of time what they're gonna have to pay um, as opposed to being surprised by swings. And um, I think this is a very clear cut case. There was a rent listed in the lease and there was a fee listed and those are separate. Um, a fee is, is not permitted under our municipal code. Um, to the landlord's representative's um, statement, that was literally reading the um, jury instructions for intentional interference with a contractual relation. I will leave that up to our legal counsel to deal if and when that comes about. I don't think that's the best way to get your point across or to, to prove your point. Um, what we look for tonight is an explanation of why maybe staff was incorrect in their analysis. Threats don't move me left or right, but I just think, you know, you have five minutes. I think that's a, a waste of your time, and it was a waste of your time this evening um, for my perspective. So I am very comfortable with how staff has analyzed this. I've read through everything, um, and I think it's accurate. So I'd uphold the hearing examiner's decision here. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, Commissioner Kirpis? Thank you. I would agree. Um, this is, um, other than the conversation that I had with uh, legal counsel um, just now, I, I think this is an example of, a clear example of why this law is in place, because this is a, um, this, that law was intended to specifically address this type of issue where the landlord is trying to subvert or, or go around the um, AGA uh, to in, make the increase. And the tenant, um, I agree with my colleague that um, this was, it was a waste of um, the appellant's time to uh, read to us this threatening statement. Um, in fact, I would say most of it was completely irrelevant to the issue at hand, um, and I wish he would have addressed the issues uh, more directly in, in front of us this evening. But I think this is a, a clear-cut case where um, the landlord uh, was wrong, and um, the hearing examiner did make the correct uh, uh, decision, and then also, um, as far as I can tell, um, I would agree with staff that he made the, they also, correctly um, calculated the overpayment. So I would be in favor of supporting the hearing examiner's decision. 
Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Ray? Um, I don't, you know, have any issues or see that there are, you know, anything sort of questionable about um, how the hearing examiner got to their conclusion, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, or the summary provided by staff. Uh, the only thing I sort of noted uh, as I was reviewing the municipal code, um, looking up, you know, utilities and sort of the references to the utilities and the code, um, and I did see a section in there that I thought could be applicable. So I, I think the only sort of recommendation or whatnot that I would want for our hearing officers to be, you know, sort of sure of is that they are analyzing anything that could be applicable so that way we are making sure, you know, should it come to, you know, further uh, litigation or whatnot that the city has, you know, been fully protected um, and fully evaluated sort of all of the applicable uh, provisions. Uh, but other than that, um, I think the hearing, hearing officer reached the uh, correct conclusion here. Thank you, Commissioner. I don't have a lot to add to what have, uh, commissioners already have said. Um, I, I agree that this is a clear-cut case when we have the uh, uh, maximum level rent determination based on the AGAs, the annual increases, and, and uh, clearly the, uh, our, the rent stabilization ordinance prohibits the landlords from imposing a separate fee or charge for any utility service. We, which is built directly to the landlord by a utility company. So if, if this was allowed, that would be basically circumventing the RSO and allowing a higher um, uh, increase than that is permitted under the RSO, under the AGA increases. So therefore, I see that the um, examiner's uh, findings and determination is correct, and also in, the, in, in terms of the calculations that are provided, the over, rent overcharges. So I agree with the uh, examiner's uh, uh, determination and the staff's recommendation uh, in this matter. So with that, if uh, anyone would like to entertain a motion. Commissioner yes, March. Sure. Mm -hmm. I will make a motion to adopt resolution RSC 23-626, a resolution of the Rent Stabilization Commission of the city of West Hollywood affirming the hearing examiner's decision as to the rent decrease for application D-4714. Thank you. Uh, we have a motion. Second. And we have a second by Commissioner Kerpis. Uh, further discussion on motion? If not, Ms. Secretary, we are ready for a roll call vote. Commissioner Kerpis? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Uh, motion carries. Thank you. Uh, and if you have any questions uh, to the parties, the tenant and the landlord, uh, you may uh, uh, approach our staff after the meeting, and, um, and they will help you with the questions. All right. We, that concludes our uh, first appeal, and uh, we're going to move on to the next appeal uh, for the same property uh, located at 1236 North Flores Street, uh, unit number 205, an app. Appeal application D-4716. Uh, Ms. Secretary, um, I know that the landlord is present. What about the tenant? The tenant is not present. It's not present. Um, what happens in a case like this? <laughs> we have the landlord. Yes, so Chair, this, even though it's the same landlord, same building, same kind of issues, the commission treats it as a completely separate matter, so all deliberation, all facts from the previous case 
go, and then this case is as if it, the other one didn't happen. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, and with that said, <clears throat> uh, let me confirm if there are any speakers uh, for this case uh, besides the, uh, the landlords. No other speakers. All right. So then we're going to follow the same procedures. I'm going um, to ask the legal counsel to present the staff report. And after that, in the oral argument part, the, we will allow the landlord to, um, uh, who is the appellant is in, this, in this case as well, uh, to um, present the case. Uh, we'll have five minutes, and you may, you know, if the tenant uh, will join at the time, so that the tenant will have the ten his or her portion, uh, the five-minute segment. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to only hear the landlord's uh, um, part presentation, and then the commission will make a decision. So with that said, uh, Mr. Natalizio, we're ready for your report. Thank you, Chair and Commission. Thank you again for listening to me. Um, my name is John Natalizio. Again, I'm the legal counsel to the Rent-Cyberization Commission for this city. Um, this uh, appeal was filed by the landlord in response to a hearing examiner's decision determining the maximum allowable rent and overcharges, and this appeal specifically focuses on whether the hearing examiner's decision um, determining that a fee charge for master metered water and gas was unlawful. Um, in addition to tenant's rent, tenant paid a separate $100 utility fee for master metered water and gas. Tenant received a notice in July uh, 2022 that despite already paying a $100 utility fee, uh, the utility fee would be increased from $50 to $100. Um, relevant to this appeal, the hearing examiner determined the following, that the landlord had charged a separate unlawful utility fee for gas and water, and that landlord had retained excess rent in the amount of $1,400. Um, landlord submitted an appeal which claims that the decision is not reasonably supported by the findings made or evidence in the hearing record. Staff finds that the decision is supported by substantial evidence. Um, regarding the MAR, the hearing examiner correctly determined the base rent, and because TEN's rent was never raised um, and the unit was not re-registered, the uh, hearing examiner correctly um, determined that the uh, MAR for the unit is the base rent. Regarding overpayments of the rent, um, the hearing examiner correctly addressed and applied the applicable MAR to the amounts actually charged to the tenant. Um, regarding the water and gas utility fee, the hearing examiner correctly concluded that the RSO prohibits landlords from imposing a separate fee for any utility service which is billed directly to the landlord by the utility provider, which includes master metered utilities. Additionally, the city has always interpreted the definition of a housing service to include uh, master metered utilities. And therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-627 you as the commission have the power to affirm, reverse, modify, or remand the appeal decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, which requires the commission to make sure there is substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision, is credible and of solid value. Uh, if that evidence is found, then the decision must be upheld, even if there is also evidence that could support a different outcome. The commission does not substitute judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. And as it relates to questions of law, the commission applies an independent standard of review to the hearing examiner's conclusions of law. Thank you. Thank you. Um, commissioners, uh, do you have any questions regarding the report? All right. 
I've seen none. With that, I'm going to open oral argument uh, segment of this appeal, and um, we uh, first we're going to hear the landlord's um, uh, argument. Uh, sir, you may come up to the uh, microphone. Uh, to the podium, you will have five minutes, and since we don't have the tenant at this time joining in, so the, you have the five-minute segment. That means I get ten minutes, right? I get his five. <laughs> no, there will be five minutes, but uh, you don't have to divide, of course, the time, obviously. So just state your name for, uh, and the city of residence for the record. My and name then... is Derek Boise, city of residence, West Hollywood. Okay, you may begin your comments. As you know, this is the same building, same landlord, just different tenant, but same issue. Right, so you, I read the landlord's statement, which is the same applied to this case, but I would like to add that <clears throat> um, the, the appeal response, I believe, included that the utility fee was a fixed finite amount in the lease form. Had the landlord not called it a utility fee and just made the rent $100 higher, we wouldn't be here right now, right? based on what I've heard today on your analysis of the law. So this is not just one case. This is an epidemic, and the city is really going to hurt the landlord economically. So the landlord is going to definitely pursue torturous interference or intentional differential of the contract. I'm not an attorney. I'll leave that to the attorneys. So if the utility fee wasn't called the utility fee and it was just added to the rent, which the landlord didn't structure his lease in bad faith. Obviously, he made a blunder based on your analysis, right? So there is no attempt of circumventing the RSO to have hidden increases. Maybe the um, increase to the existing fee in the agreement was incorrectly applied by the landlord. Had he applied just the standard approved city two or three percent for that year, probably we wouldn't have an issue. So this isn't just about this, these two cases. There's 32 tenants in that building that are going to be marching in here with the same case, and you're going to be penalizing the landlord 32 times. And that's, that's a lot of damage if you do the math. And I think the landlord's going to definitely pursue legal action for those reasons. So I don't know how to advise anybody, uh, certainly not the landlord or the city. Um, but I just want to share some color of how the contract was laid out and why the landlord believes it's interfering with the contract if you keep ruling against all these leases. Now, in good faith, all subsequent leases, the landlord has instructed the leasing department to remove that fee as delineated as such and just increase the rent $100, right? Now, the reason the tenants have different, Mr. Uh, the, the, uh, Mr. Tapia, his $30 fee was because he's been a tenant for many, many years. So at that time, the fee was X. Now, with the new leases, the fee is $100, right? That's what the landlord was doing in good faith. So now we have orders to just increase the rent $100 and just don't make reference to a legal fee. And it's, I guess, hidden now inside the rent, but you guys can't penalize the landlord because it's not being mentioned as such. So that's sort of the mockery of the whole analysis, right? If, if it wasn't there, we wouldn't have this issue if the landlord just called it rent and that paragraph two or whatever it is instead of paragraph four utility fee. So that, that's just, those are my thoughts that you should consider as well because, you know, I'm going to have to be uh, a witness at the lawsuits and it's just waste so much time 
um, you know, everything. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. Uh, commissioners, uh, yes, please, Commissioner Kirpis. I do have a question for you. Uh, so we've heard uh, testimony, um, or I should say we read testimony that uh, the letter was sent out asking for an incre increasing it from 50 to 100. Now we've heard from one tenant in a previous case tonight that his was 30 and was going to 100. And now we hear, in, uh, from what I read in the case, this person was paying 100 and it would have stated 100. Um, it seems to me that the landlord doesn't quite Explain this letter. Why, why was it so wrong in the two cases that we've well, seen tonight? There was a boilerplate letter that went out about the utility fee increase, which the landlord believed was lawful and he believed he was entitled to, especially with the economy the way it is and inflation. Uh, all of the operating costs for the landlords are going up. So, my question is about the letter, though. Right. So, so that letter was a boilerplate letter mistakenly sent to some tenants not referencing their starting um, like if one tenant, his lease was seven years ago, eight years ago, and he's paying $30, the lease, the increased letter mistakenly said, your $50 utility fee is now going to be 100 So it was a mistake from the clerical. So was the intent of the letter to raise everybody's to 100 regardless of what they were currently paying? Some were right. already paying 100 some were yeah, paying 30 Yeah, so the ones that were already paying 100 it didn't apply to them because their leases are new. Um, so I think the, the only damage is here that you know, if there was a compromise, would be the, the, uh, to award the gap and to let the, uh, the original fee remain, the $30 or the $50 or the $100 or whatever is in that uh, original lease. If, if, if this is going to continue to be a legal conflict, then maybe just say I, that the increase... I understand. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. The increase was not right. Yeah, you're no longer answering my question, but I do understand okay. what you're saying. I appreciate that. Thank you. Right, thank you. Uh, other commissioners, uh, questions? No. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your uh, statement. Okay. Uh, since we don't want to, you have, you want to say something? No. no. Okay. Since we don't have a tenant, uh, um, the den, den, tenant didn't join the um, the meeting. Therefore, uh, I'm going to close the oral argument, and we will move on to the commission's, uh, commissioner's comments or uh, deliberation. Uh, if you yes, please, Commissioner Martz. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, thank you. Um, Ms. Natalizio. No, thanks, Chair. I just wanted to address just a couple things and, and that were said just from a legal perspective. And one is that, yes, what should happen is that the, the rent should include all master metered utilities that are gonna be provided to the tenant. And this is because Landlords are allowed to charge market rate when there's a vacancy. And so that market rate unit um, amount should be inclusive of what the landlord anticipates is gonna be costs associated for master media utilities. Um, and I think the landlord's representative just saying, well, it's again, just semantics. They, if they just put that $100 into the um, rent amount, we wouldn't be here. Well, we also wouldn't be here because in the situation of the, the, the prior case, um, that rent only would have been $30 more, and you know the landlord tried to raise that utility fee to 100, um, in addition to separate rent increases. Um, so it's a little bit of a two-faced argument, I think, that's being made. Um, and lastly, I think that um, the evidence in their record, particularly if you look at that 
increased notice for the utility, it is very clear that the increase is for the claimed increase in associated costs for providing the utility. Um, you know, it's very clear that rent can only be raised by the AGA, um, and so a landlord couldn't raise the rent by $100 just because they feel that the utility fees have raised that much. Um, so I, 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 it, I think that it's very clear that that utility fee was intended to uh, account for the utility fees associated with providing it to the tenants. Um, I don't think it was malicious or intentional um, by the landlord. I think it was just a mistake, but um, under the RSO, tenants can't contract away their rights. Um, so it doesn't really matter what the lease says. If the RSO prohibits it, a tenant could agree to it, but it doesn't um, make it valid. That's it. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. All right, uh, Commissioner Wright, you would like to begin the deliberation? Um, I think I certainly have, you know, you know, sympathy and empathy for sort of the landlord's plight now. Um, I think, you know, to, to the point that he made that there are going to be likely other tenants that come forward, you know, for this adjustment. Um, and I think, you know, sort of regarding whether it's included as utility, whether it's, you know, added to the rent, you know, at the beginning of the tenancy, you know, I think it's something certainly that the sort of the landlord has learned a lesson on in, in a very hard way. Um, and again, I'm very, you know, sympathetic to that. I don't believe that, you know, uh, there were any issues um, with the decision that the hearing officer made. I think the calculations uh, appear correct and in line with uh, the rent ordinance. Um, and so I would, you know, uh, vote to affirm the, the resolution. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Kerpis? I would agree uh, with my fellow Commissioner. <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, there, there are other ways that the landlord can recoup um, expenses if it the, the cost of running the building is more than what the revenue is, um, and that's a whole different process, and maybe that's a process that uh, the landlord would want to look into. Um, but um, malicious or not, the, the, the landlord made a mistake in the very beginning by uh, delineating it. Um, I could easily overlook that, but the steps that the landlord then took over the years to increase, not only attempt to increase the rent, but also uh, separately increase that fee um, is, is exactly what this law was established for. So um, again, I think this is an ex a perfect example of why we have this law in place. And um, uh, I'm sorry that the, that the landlord is learning through this process and has many more, I guess, tenants that are in the situation, um, but that is the law. And so uh, at the end of the day, if after he's reimbursed everybody and he's not making enough money on the building, um, there's a process for that and he can come back to the city and, and um, uh, look into the possibility of raising rents across the board to make up for that difference. Thank so you. I, I will be voting to support the hearing examiner's decision in this right. case as well. Thanks, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Martz? Yes, um, I think Mr. Natalizia, legal counsel, um, explained most of the comments that I was going to make. Um, I'm just gonna say the landlord, your problems and not understanding the law in West Hollywood are not the problems of your tenants. They're, that has nothing to do with the law. If you can't follow the law, that is not a problem of this body. We're here to enforce and interpret the law 
Um, there were a lot of specious comments made by the landlord's representative. Um, a lot of them made no sense. I, I'm a little flabbergasted that they were being thrown at us because it's embarrassing for the landlord. Um, as to a lawsuit, I won't go too deeply into it, but it's a bunch of garbage because a contract has to comply with the laws, and this law has been on the books for a long time, so when you enter into a, to a contract, you have to make sure you're following the law with the contract that you are entering into. So go ahead if you think that we are making a mistake here in Sue, uh, you would be wasting your attorney's dollars, your time. It's you testifying is not a waste of your time on our behalf, it's your own time that you're wasting because we're interpreting this correctly. So I think the hearing examiner made the correct decision in this case as well as the last one, so I would uphold that decision. Thank you. Um, I'll, be, I'll be very quick and um, just mention that as, as I stated in the pre, pre, prior appeal that the, uh, the, the rent civilization ordinance uh, set allows the increase of the MAR maximum level rent uh, annually um, and uh, the, the, the RSO also prohibit, prohibits the charges for the separate fee for the utilities that are built directly to the landlord so that is considered as um, illegal rent increase in a sense. So um, the, the, the landlord's argument um, that the inflation, and, you know, and, and the, the expenses that the landlord has, I understand, and also um, it's not it's tough to be a landlord in uh, in a rent stabilized uh, city, but we have um, we have a strong ordinance that uh, controls the rent, and that's the whole purpose and the intent of the RSO um, to control the rent. We don't set the mark. I mean. The, the RSO doesn't set the maximum allowable rent, doesn't set the market rate, but the RSO controls the market rate. Basically, when the unit becomes available and the, the, at the time the tenant and landlord negotiate the base rent and, and the landlord sets the market rate. So in this case, the market rate, I mean, the market rate, the base rent was $2,295. So the, the landlord could have just at $100 extra and make it $2,395 instead of $2,295. So there won't be any issues here today, tonight. So therefore the argument that there is um, inflation and the expenses the landlord has to meet and that's why these, the increase was justified, that's very incorrect information and um, I wish the landlord at the time of initiating the rental agreements the landlord had an idea about the RSO. So the thing about this rent stabilized jurisdictions and that th there is a strong ordinance that regulates the rent, as I said. And it's a good idea for any landlord, if you own a property and you're, you're, you're entering into that business, you need to realize this is a heavily um, um, regulated business. We have the uh, local ordinance, we have the county protections, we have the state protections. You know, you have to maneuver somehow. You have to uh, navigate uh, through that legal uh, system, the laws. So that that's why it's a good idea for any landlord to first, you know, kind of a, do the homework and basically learn the law and see what you can do. Because whatever the tenant signed, if that agreement is gonna 
uh, violate or contradict the law, that agreement will be void. So it doesn't matter what the tenant signs. So in, 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 in West Hollywood, if the tenant signs something that will, be in, uh, con that will contradict the ordinance, that would, not be, um, that would be void, uh, that, that agreement or that part of it. So therefore, uh, I, I, I little deviated for what I wanted to say, it's just basically in this, in this case, uh, the examiner's uh, determination was correct based on the uh, review of the law, of the ordinance, and, and the documents presented, and the calculations were correct. And I would agree with staff's recommendation in this matter uh, to affirm the findings of the examiner. With that said, uh, anyone would like to make a motion? Sure. Uh, I move to adopt resolution number 23-627. Thank you, Commissioner uh, Wright. And do second. We have a second also. Any uh, further discussion on motion? Uh, all right, Ms. Secretary, we're ready for the roll call vote. Commissioner Kirpies. Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Wright? Aye. Chair Topshin? Aye. Motion carries. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. And I'd like to thank also the parties present. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, you may approach our staff after the meeting. Uh, or you can call the Rent Stabilization Division and schedule an appointment to meet with the, uh, with, with the staff. A representative at, uh, you can call at 323-848-6450. That's the Rent Civilization Division. All right, so we don't have any appeals at this time. I'm gonna move on to the next item on the agenda, which is the new business and nothing scheduled under that. Item from staff, um, this manager, Might learn to use okay. this thing one of these days. Um, nothing from staff, thank you. Nothing from staff. All right. Um, public comments? I doubt there are speakers. No speakers at or this no time. No speakers. All right. Commissioners, would like to? Yes. Okay, I would just like to say I'm excited to be back with everyone. We had a long break. We have, you know, it's a cliche, but we have the city's people's business to do and um, a lot to work. I know we have a lot of appeals um, that are probably in the backlog, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see a potentially new commissioner, direct appointee, whoever gets appointed by the council as a whole, so we can be here as a whole body since we don't, we've had a few missed meetings because of um, quorum issues, so I'm just excited. It's, it was a nice break, but um, it's good to be back, so appreciate it. Thank you. Commissioner Kirkus. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm glad to be back. Sorry, my microphone keeps on going on and off. Um, and uh, I, I too look forward to working with all of you and um, for this next term. Also, I noticed in tonight's, um, or it raised a flag for me in tonight's uh, case, uh, I happened to read one of what the deposits uh, had played, or what one of the tenants had paid in their deposit. It just reminded me, is there a deadline for tenants to seek um, from their landlord reimbursement for the uh, interest rate from last year? There's no deadline. There's no deadline. Yeah, they can submit the form at any time. Okay, so if anyone's watching at home, I do want to remind people that if you have a deposit um, 
that your landlord is holding on to. Last year was the first in, after several years of not having one, um, where an interest rate was established uh, uh, based upon the interest rates in the financial um, system. Um, so you may be entitled to uh, interest off of your, um, your deposit. So check in with the city or the, your landlord about that. And that's all I have. Thank you. Um, so it is Pride Month, um, and the city had an amazing kickoff last month um, with lots of events going on all over the, all over the city, um, and that will continue throughout the month as well as, you know, things going on in L.A., Long Beach, all those places. So uh, just happy Pride, everyone. Thank you. Happy Pride. And I um, also am excited to be reappointed by uh, Councilmember Lauren Meister, and I want to thank her for her trust in me. And um, I'm looking forward to working with everybody here and with our wonderful staff. And um, that concludes my comments. And with that, um, this meeting is adjourned until the next regular meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission to be held on Thursday, June 22nd, 2023 at 7 p.m. here in West Hollywood Park Public Meeting Room, Council Chambers. Uh, thank you, everyone, and good night.